When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Gab Audio Red, As Nottingham Forest push to make their first signings of the summer. We've got some fresh names discussing Jose Saar, William and Ibrahim Sanger. Uh, joining me to discuss all that, first of all, is Greg Mitchell. Greg, good afternoon. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yourself? All right. Not too bad. Uh, and second guest is Michael Temple. Temps, how are you? Just spent the morning being a YouTube scout, Matt. So yeah, ready to go. Ask me anything. Good. I will do. We'll come on to Sanger. He's the player we were talking about, but we'll, we might as well do it. Front to back, no, back to front even with the uh, on the pitch. Start with goalkeepers. Uh, the Henderson, I've written down Henderson, Saar, Navas, because they're the three names in the frame. We discussed Henderson to death, but Jose Saar is the fresh name amongst us. What do you think about it, Temps? He was a regular at Wolves last two seasons. Is it an interesting one for you? I'm set on Hendo, and I just wonder if they're, they're working their way down the list, born out of a bit of frustration with how that negotiation is going, because he's tipped up for pre-season at Manchester United, um, having been quite clear that he, he wants and expects to be at Forest, doesn't see his future at, at Man United, but the, the negotiation continues. I see the Man U side. I think they've got a, a, a real asset there in a in a financial sense he should be looking to command the kind of transfer fee which we've seen other english keepers go for and i i just can't help but but wonder you know why why are forest turning to these um other choices who seem far too qualified to to come in as a as a number two so i hope the henderson deal gets done i don't foresee uh navas or or um saw coming in to, to sit on the bench for 40 games next year. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a bit of fronting, trying to pressurise Manu into um, uh, a positive negotiation. But for me, we should be pursuing Dean Henderson. And if slightly more finance is required to get the deal done, I think we, we still should. I think he was uh, excellent in the time he had with us last season. He's got room to grow. And behind a... Back four, back five, that's now far more acclimatised to the, to the level. I think we'll see even more from him as he's increasingly protected. Mm, I do wonder if it's a bit of a negotiating strategy to give United a nudge. Uh, but Saar is a good goalie. I mean, I know Greg hates XG and all those stats, but two years ago, no other goalie outperformed, expected goals conceded than him. So he's obviously good. Speaking to friends who support Wolves, last season he was his levels dropped you know, significantly. And I think, I don't know if he lost his place or if he was kind of rotated out for the last few games and they played Dan Bentley. So perhaps his time is coming to an end at Molyneux. Is it still Henderson the one for you, Greg, or do you consider uh, Asar or Navas? We'll come on to Navas. Yeah, I, I definitely want Henderson first just because of his, his attitude last year, even when he was injured. Uh, I'd take anything Wolves fans say with a pinch of salt, though, because Gibbs White's rubbish, isn't he, according to them? So... Um, yeah, I think we 
we've got to learn from last year. And if we do get big injuries in key places, you've got to have a backup that's that's ready to go and ready to, you know, get you these crucial saves. So I don't see an issue in um, in going for someone like Sara as well. I'd be amazed if we even thought about Navas and Hendo. But you could see Hendo and you don't know who is Sara. Maybe he likes the area, he likes his chances of getting in. The competitive, aren't they? So I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't certainly knock it at this point, especially whilst we haven't got Hendo. We're talking like he's he's already here and we have been since last April, but uh, he's not as yet. So like you say, if it is a push to get Man U moving, I, I hope they do it soon because we want to see we want to see our starting eleven, not necessarily on Saturday, but you know, coming up in these, especially these away fixtures, the uh, pre-season friendlies, we want to see a starting goalkeeper get some minutes. And Navas temps. We debated Navas versus Henderson to death last season, really, the last of weeks. But if, say, Henderson falls through, would Navas be your number two choice? Or do you think it's time to move on from him based on, you know, age and money or anything like that? Such a different profile of keeper to, to Dean Henderson, isn't he? I think his distribution was excellent. He was uh, he had some big saves and big performances for Forrest, but very willing to punch, came for everything. Um, erratic in the best possible <laughs> in the best possible sense. I just don't think it's a long-term solution. And I think having survived the first year in the Premier League, now is the time to um, tie down those 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 players to contracts, which are going to allow us to have a spine for the next three, four, five years. Dean Henderson represents that to me, and, and Navas doesn't. He'd be a a stopgap. He commands 200k plus a week because of his historic achievements. So whilst he would be a more than adequate stopgap, I just hope they're in a position now to, to think a bit longer term and, and really plump for Henderson. Let's make him our, let's go all out to make him our number one signing. Mm. Um, afternoon to everyone who's watching, by the way. Lots of comments already, which is great. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I prioritise Henderson above the others. If I couldn't get Henderson, I suppose Navas would be a good one season option. But again, I think he's going to, I mean, he sounds like a Saudi Arabia signing to me, really given the money he commands. So we'll see how that um, plays out. Moving on to left-backs. We'll come to Toffolo, but we'll talk about Renan Lodi first. It's like uh, watching a tennis match with Renan Lodi. It's like, oh, he's going to Nottingham. He's going to Marseille. He's going to Benfica. You know, he's out, but, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous, really. Do you just want it resolved now, Greg, either way? Yeah, I don't mind the fact that people, you know, there's, there's this loyalty thing. He has only been with us for... For one season, he could completely understand a player of his quality wanting Champions League football. But I imagine if he's, you know, looking at the long term picture, we we are we're a place to come. You'd think so. You'd you'd like to think he is considering us, but I'd imagine it is going to be Marseille or not so much Benfica. But you could see Marseille being a, a fit for him, and it'd be a real shame. But you never know down the line. Uh, I think we're we're certainly looking elsewhere, aren't we? So for me, it's looking at less likely as the days go on. Mm. Is he worth... I don't know what the fees... I don't think £25 is on the table anymore, but if he was available for £15 million temps and the deal could be done, that's still good value, I think, isn't it? I think any player that's that's been in the level, been in the team, been in the setup, and proven themselves uh, is always a far safer bet than dragging someone else in from overseas. We, we talk all the time about the factors which affect an overseas signing. Renan Lodi um, had a baby last year. He wasn't in the UK. He had frequent um, long-haul flights to uh, nick a few days with his family and he spent long, long periods of time on his own. I don't think it affected his performance 
I think we saw his, his emotion at the end of um, last season. It was very clear that he enjoyed his, his time. But he's at a, a stage now where there's a Brazilian international that's played in nations all over Europe. He's a, he's a world citizen in football terms. He can go wherever he wants. Uh, the whisper is Marseille off to training camp on Monday. I want to tie it up by then. So that seems like the uh, most likely suitor for me at this point. But yeah, I, I think that um, he'd be a banker, wouldn't he? We we know what to expect from Renan Lodi. He knows what to expect from us. So it will be uh, tough to, to find a, an adequate replacement who can hit the ground running unless Omar Richards surprises us all in a pleasant way. Yeah, true, true. I've, I mean, I, the situation is clouded by Toffolo, but you couldn't really expect Richards to start the season as first choice, could you, Greg, or not? Is that too much of an ask for a player that's, that's missed a year's football when you don't know what you're going to get at the other side? Might have to. You might yeah. have to. Well, yeah. That's what I was, yeah, I was about to say that. And also, we had a hell of a lot of players who started. Uh, obviously, they didn't miss a year of football, but they came straight in without knowing what Forrest is about. Uh, he's been in and around the team. He's been in and around the tactics for a year. You'd imagine he'd have been kept in the loop, knowing that this season was going to come. Uh, it just depends how his pre-season goes. The media team are certainly concentrating on them, aren't they? And that's usually a sign that they're excited about a player. Um, and he's real. That's a good thing. Now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, why not? If he's good enough, he starts. Mm, I do think he's good. I mean, I'd slightly say you don't play for Bayern Munich without being a good player. It's just that that thing of having a long-term injury. You'll come back for four or five games and you'll be amazing. And then you hit a wall. And I think we've seen that a lot with players. So, which leads into the Toffolo discussion. He's been charged with 175 alleged breaches of FA Bretting rules. 375, I think I might have said that wrong. Um, during his time at Norwich City, not when he was at Forest, up until 2021. He's got until next Wednesday to reply to the charges. Forest aren't responding to it because it's an ongoing investigation. I don't think we can say too much about the charges themselves, Temps, till we know more. What about it from a football point of view? I mean, he probably can continue to play, as Ivan Tony did, but does it put an even bigger emphasis on signing a left-back now? Yeah, I mean, the precedent is there for people found guilty of, of allegations of this type have, have had lengthy bans, Ivan Tony being the, the best example of that. Um, all of us that, that work in sport are very regularly briefed about anti-corruption measures. Um, and, and in cricket, it goes as far as having to, to, to sign away that we will never bet on our bet on our own sport. So um, those footballers in the past that have been found guilty of this charge have, have done so knowingly, um, having been through periods of education with um, every club that they, they played for in their, in their union as well. So it's up to the FA now to, to prove those charges. Um, Toffolo, I would expect to play and to train for as long as that uh, takes. But if he is proven guilty, if anyone is proven guilty of offences of this type, with those kind of volumes of transactions, it's, it's going to be a be a lengthy ban. So, yeah, it'd be very very prudent um, for us to to make um, uh, th those signings now. Make sure we've got the depth now, because if he is banned outside of a transfer window, you find yourself in real trouble. So, Forrest will now be forced to sign at least one more left back. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the extent, you know, there's no suggestion he was betting on the teams he was playing for at this stage. We don't really know all the details, so we should wait and see what happens on that front. I suppose, Greg, Nico Williams can also play left back, you know, very, you know, he's done a good job there in the past, but then that would just leave you short at right back, wouldn't it? So you probably do have to venture into the market. 
Yeah, we definitely. That's a key area, isn't it? Especially after the news, you wonder how long Forrest have known this might be coming as well. You you wonder whether it's completely out of the blue, and you know if his previous teams knew this was happening. God knows, but I do feel sorry for him either way because you know these charges relate to when he's a teenager, and you know it's a different time then, isn't it? So it's a real shame. But if the punishment does come, we'll certainly be planning for it. Uh, and that's why I love Nico as well, because Nico, he can play and he's a, he's such an attacking, you know, wing back as well. He can even cover slightly in midfield. So he's the kind of player you want in around the squad. But um, signing wise, that, that area is an absolute priority now. Mm, true, true. Um, let's move on to absolute priorities then. Uh, Ibrahim Sangare, apparently, I said it wrong at the start, uh, Googled it quickly after someone pointed it out to me. So Ibrahim Sangare, 25-year-old PSV uh, midfielder, a number six, fit exactly what Forrest wants. They were looking at him last year. He was one of their, he was really high up on their list and they couldn't get it done. And I think they ended up with Czech Koyate as the, you know, the free transfer consolation prize. And he did a good job. But Temps, you mentioned at the start, you've done a bit of YouTube scouting. Uh, it, they can be very deceptive, but he does look the real deal, this player, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, these U- these YouTube highlight reels don't show you them spooning the ball out of play for a throw-in on the on their first touch, do they? I don't think um, the Akabe pr- probably still editing uh, the highlights of his his time at Forest, for example. But yeah, the the best of this fella is very impressive, um, very very effective in breaking up play, great anticipation, lots of clips of him. Um, intercepting mid-range passes and turning defence into attack. I think what's impressive as well is his ability to find a progressive pass at pace with accuracy. So if we think about the best qualities of Ryan Yates as a disruptor, as a harrier, as a source of possession, and we look at the best of someone like Oral Mangala, who looks to play progressively, very calm on the ball, and um, can find... Um, the likes of Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs-White to, to launch attacks. I, I think this player combines the, the, the best of both of those players would potentially give us an opportunity to play four across the middle. Um, looks very, very comfortable in the, um, in, in the Dutch league. Um, and his stats suggest that he is, he is a standout player in terms of being effective in that, in that role. Um, he's under contract for a significant period of time. So it commands a you know, pretty substantial fee uh plenty of chat 12 months ago of of, of big six clubs from from uh, the premier league trying to get him in so i think it'd be a real coup to land someone of this um stature please that would be in linked with him you can see immediately how we would improve the 11 but i think there's some way to go to get something of, of this quality across the line um looks like a real player at an age where he could have a significant impact for uh, for a significant amount of time to come. So signing a player of that ilk on a four or five year contract would be a, a real statement of intent. But I, I would expect Forrest to have plenty of competition for, for that signing. Yeah, he was linked to, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, all those clubs. So you do have to try and hope that no one, you know, massive comes in for him. What he does do, he's sort of that, I mentioned Polina on here a few times. He's that Jao Polina type player who can dominate him in field and temps the lunch. And he can let you play different formations, three at the back, four at the back, a proper 4-3-3, three, three, the you know, 2-2-2 two, 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 as Cooper's persisted with. See the kind of player, Greg, that instead of signing two players for 15 million, would you rather they 
went out all out for this this extra quality this summer, having already got volume in last summer. Yeah, there's two or three things here. I love the fact that we've been linked with him for over a year and we wanted him last season. I think that's really showing how, how keen we are for him. Um, you know, our scouting network goes far and wide now. So we obviously didn't think we had, maybe didn't think we had much of a chance. Uh, I shouldn't have the comments on because they keep putting me off. But yeah, they all seem excited about him as well. Uh, the only issue, I suppose, again, is that the African Cup of Nations, we seem to be signing lots of players that are going to be involved with that. And it's just how long some of these players are, are going to be out for and what what will happen for those two or three weeks where we really are going to be decimated. Do we just say it, it is what it is and we'll, we'll survive then? Or is it just not a consideration? I'm not sure. But um, I can't say I've watched him play, but the excitement around him makes him a kind of player I want us to sign, that's for sure. Mm, I mean, I've not watched him play 90 minutes either, so you can't get too giddy about it. I just think it's the kind of signing that opens doors. It lets you know you could play Sangare, Yates, Mangala, you could push Danilo as a more attacking midfielder in certain games, or you could leave out, you know, Yates or Mangala. I think it, it, it's, it opens a lot of doors. It would let Koyate go. There's interest in him, I saw from. Uh, Saudi and places like that. Everyone, every Saudi club wants all the players at the moment, but it'd be a, a big bit of business. Um, moving on to uh, the other name that's been introduced uh, in more attacking sense is Willian, the well former Fulham player. He is a free agent now. His contract expired. They want him back. Um, Saudi Arabia clubs are linked with him as well. And Forrest have reportedly offered him a two-year deal. Uh, the Athletics said over 100 grand a week for two years. And the evening standard, so he can potentially go to Olympiacos after that. So Forrest obviously putting a good um, package on the table. What do you think about it, Greg? I think he'll be thirty-five. Does that bother you or not? No, because of his quality. We do need some short-term fixes as well. It's great getting these players for the next five or six years, but we've got to ensure we're in the Premier League for the next five to six years to to get those developed and to keep them as ours. So with his quality. You know, is is history that he's won all those things, and he, he's just—I think—he's a great player for us. And he proved it with Fulham last night, uh, last year. He ripped us apart when they played us. Um, so yeah, I would love him. And I know a hundred grand to to us—we're still not used to it. That just sounds ridiculous, and you think, God, what's going to happen? But no signing on fee. You know, if it was going to be, my friend said it this morning. Four or five million, and then hundred grand a week. Yeah, but not having to pay that signing on fee is, is huge for your FFP and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm very much for it. Absolutely, I think it'll be a great signing and a, a statement as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I don't think he's another Lingard Mark II because he did it last season. Well, he proved season. it last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's still got it. Um, Temps, you were saying about 100 grand a week when we were talking about hudson Adoy, and I'll mention him in a minute. But like Greg said, it is an eye-watering amount of money, but it's just it's the reality of the Premier League as well, isn't it? That's the supermarket we're shopping in now. Uh, no longer enough for the Maranakis family to have a little nip round Aldi and Tesco. We're firmly in Waitrose at this moment in time, and that's that's what it costs. He he has won the Premier League twice. He's won the Champions League. He's he's a hungry player, and like, I know he's had a, a couple of years in Russia, uh, but he chose to come back to the Premier League last year. He was fit and sharp. And for me, what I'd welcome is he's another threat. I think sometimes um, clubs may feel if, if they were to isolate Gibbs White or Brennan or whoever the whoever is dominant in one of our one of our games as the, the scoring out there. There's not a lot else elsewhere that's going to hurt you on their own. You look at the goal he scored at Craven Cottage against Forest. He's able just to just to find that half yard, absolutely stanch his shot. And for me, I, I don't think he looks like a a player on the on the downturn. He stands up fullbacks, very cuts on the ball, um, takes cracking set piece as well. And yeah, I'd, I'd welcome him. I think he's he could well start 25 to 30 games for Forest. Um, the only downside to, to this potential deal being that Fulham see Callum Hudson-Odoi as the ideal replacement. So I don't think you're going to see both at Forest, but it sounds like Willian is, uh, is far closer to, to us. Yeah, that was the Hudson Joy question, Greg. Would you rather have a 22-year-old Hudson Adoy where you have that big transfer outlay and the potential to sell him for big money in two years, or the potential that he's a dud and it doesn't work out? Or would you rather have the free transfer that's 35 and realistically only probably got one or at best two more seasons, you know, at the top level in him? That's a real tough one because. The question could have been the same last year about Gibbs White and a, I don't know, a, maybe even a Lingard. It might have been a similar question last year, and I'm, I'd have probably got more excited about Lingard. So um, it's a tough one. I think uh, for next season we need William. I, I do think for next season he would be a, a starter. The experience we need in a, a young in inexperienced squad. So you know Hudson Adoy maybe isn't going anywhere. There, There isn't loads of paper talk about him, is there? It's either us or maybe Saudi or stay at Chelsea. So I think I would go. If it was only one, I'd love it to be both. That would be fantastic. But yeah, I think for next season, we need we need a couple of spaces filled with experience. Yeah. There's a few comments. There's Daryl mentioned in the comments here about Hudson-Odoi being a free transfer. I don't understand why Chelsea would give a valuable asset away for free because someone will take him. Ten million. Yeah, there's there's been some paper talk, hasn't there? That, that they're under such pressure with their kind of ongoing wage bill finance that um, certain agents have been dispatched just to to get boys off the books at, at Chelsea. I think it's a bit of wishful thinking for a, a player in that age profile, where there clearly are so many suitors. So I I personally don't see anybody leveraging Hudson Odoi out of Chelsea without paying a fee. Um, but they've they've got themselves into a real tricky position. They've invested so heavily in the last two transfer windows um, that their their wage bill and the financing of those transfers require Champions League football, which they haven't got. They're a mid-table team last last season, Chelsea, and their squad list belies that. So 
yeah, there's uh, there's a real FFP uh, issue opening up there. Uh, they've, they've played some exorbitant transfer fees and got boys on six, seven, eight year contracts. So, so plenty of fellas need to leave Chelsea in, in, in time for new season for their for their own career prospects. Hudson Odoi is is one of them. Um, I don't know. It just feels a little bit beyond us for me this one at this point. Mm, possibly. I was just thinking Chelsea must have players who are on just insane money that they would rather release on a free. But anyway, um, where does this leave? Let's assume, Greg, that Willian signs. Where does this leave Scarpa and Dennis? One of them would have to go, wouldn't they? Again, to help balance our books. Um, yeah, I think Dennis would be the the preferred option maybe to go. Mm. Um, I think Scarpa's still very much got a place in and around this squad. Uh, well, at the moment, Dennis has really, hasn't he? He could do a job, but I'd, I'd prefer if it was me to keep Scarpa mm. than Dennis. So, um, yeah, I was wondering what other players you were going to put into that. I think there's a couple more that would be under under threat, maybe. Um, yeah, it's a job that luckily I don't have to <laughs> decide about. But uh, I'd certainly like to keep Scarpa above Dennis at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put Brennan Johnson in that bracket. I know there's all this... Mm. talk about him i think if if brennan goes it would be a separate issue around money and ffp personally this is a wider question temps that i mentioned in the whatsapp group do you think either this summer or next summer forest are going to be at that stage of a leicester or a brighton where to stay within ffp you're going to have to sell a gibbs white a johnson a danilo or if someone else emerges one like leicester did with maguire chilwell fafana to stay within FFP and keep ideally progressing as a club. It's not what you want, but it's what might have to happen. Yeah, it'll come to that at some point. The reality of, of, of FFP is about allowable losses. And obviously that, that includes funds injected by owners. So a few things have to happen. And you know, supporters won't like some of this. You have to grow your organic commercial income. Um, that can mean selling more seats or selling the same seats more expensively, which we've seen is, is a reality of um, the strategy that Forrest are having to employ at this moment in time, that they're electing to um, forego front of shirt sponsorship at this at this point in time. That's a, a major source of income. Uh, we all know how strong the, the TV money is, but there's there's nothing unique there. That's something that every team in the in the Premier League has. So then it's about success on the field. Can you qualify for Europe? Are you going to climb a place and, and increase that that prize money? So the only way to generate quick cash flow is through player trading. All of those other um, income streams can be largely forecast um, well in advance. So, yeah, there, there will be times at some point in any FFP cycle where you have to sell a player registration to, to make quick cash. But you want to see at the table. So you have to front load all of this investment to get a squad together that's going to um, get you in the Premier League and, and keep you in the Premier League. So, uh, you know, I know a couple of those boys in the in the finance team at, at Forest, and um, they'll they'll be working hard to ensure that they're they're modelling this in the in the best possible way, so it doesn't become an issue. Uh, because if Forest were to sell Brennan Johnson, for example, there'd be a worse football team for it. So I really hope it it doesn't come to that. But you have to have an eye on a medium-term strategy in the Premier League now if you're going to keep on the right side of FFP. 
Mm, true. Um, just dipping in the comments, uh, Pat mentions about Remo Freuler being under threat. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I think he'd be top of the list of midfielders who'd probably be moved on. A couple of comments. Uh, Maurizio asks about the kits moving away from transfers. I put in the WhatsApp group after seeing the leak kit that everyone's seen. And Have you that leaked the kit? Horrible, is that... isn't it? Hmm? Have you leaked the kit? Is that what you were just saying? No, no. Oh, God, it's been out everywhere. Everyone's seen it, haven't they? But anyway, I thought, like I've said on here before, I'm not a kit person, but that away kit is bad. And you, Greg, and Emily said, no, it's really good. Uh, so, uh, Temps, what do you think about it? Am I in the minority about this curly Argentina shirt, wavy Argentina shirt? Look, I'm Team Adidas. Um, been speaking to the cricket guys this morning, actually, and I love the away shirt. It's the the one that I'll be buying. I think it's just that little bit different. I've heard all the comments about Brazilians and Argentina colours and and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that away kit. I think it I think it looks great, and uh, yeah, I'll proudly wear it on here, even if uh, even if you won't. I've got to turn the too expensive i've got to turn the comments off i hope they're distracting the away kit is like fox's glacier mint like that. <laughs> it's a very subjective thing isn't it i mean a year ago we were talking about the third kit looking like the upholstery on the 58 from nottingham to arnold there was a lot of derision about the about the yellow kit and we all we all came to love it and you think like how iconic have those kits become that we were uh promoted in i think the the, the yellow and red kit, the fluorescent yellow and red promotion away kit is a collector's item now. You, you just, you, you can't find one for, for love and the money and it's three three figures on on eBay. So most important thing is, is a Premier League badge on the arm. And uh, I, I, I really do like the uh, the arrangement they've now got about it. Talking of kits, have you seen, um, oh, who's the, Kenny, I think it's Kenny Burns 1979 shirt, not the European ones. Have you seen it on eBay? Larry Lloyd's on eBay. Larry Lloyd, quid. 30 grand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been there for a while. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Simon in the comments says, surely it's a nod to the Greek flag rather than Argentina. Probably true. Lots of people are not liking the home kit as much in the comments, saying it's boring. I'm going to kick in for this shirt now. Someone is saying it's, yeah, someone's slagging <laughs> off your pink shirt, Towns. <laughs> Do you want to defend your shirt or not? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take a view to my personal style all day. Just leave Adidas alone. <laughs> what, about, what do you think about the home kit, Greg? Assuming these leaks are right, which we think they are. No, I agree. It's, I mean, it's a red shirt, isn't it? What What do people want? The only thing I don't like is the different prices between you know a kit and a training top when they're the same, the same material. But uh, no, I like it. It'll look good with a you know, a nice sponsor on it. I think that makes a difference. Like something like last season's was fantastic what they did, but uh, it will wait and see if and what the next one is. But yeah, if it's got the forest badge on it and it's still got a couple of stars on it, I'm happy. Hmm. It's been put back till Friday night, the launch, which makes me wonder if maybe it's going to be with a signing or there's a problem with it and forest are scrambling, but we'll see. I, hopefully it's nothing to worry about. Um, any other business before we go? I'll start because I was meant I meant to launch the FPL League and I just haven't got around to it. So I will do that. I think if you were in it last year, you get auto-enrolled in it again. But I'll give it lots of plugs uh, coming up. Also, if you like this video, do subscribe. I keep forgetting to say this and I should get some kind of 
uh, picture or banner to put over the bottom. But we get more viewers for the videos than we have subscribers. So do like and subscribe. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and drop a nice comment in as well because it helps spread the word to everyone who uh, watches or listens or doesn't listen, obviously. Uh, Greg, anything you want to add? Anything you want to plug? Any music events? No, nothing. Nothing at the minute. Kind of watch this space. But um, no, just I had a lovely email a couple of weeks ago from someone who watches the show. Uh, can't come to games anymore. Lives over in Peterborough. Michael Soppet is his name. Uh, just a, a nice email to read. And, you know, had some really nice messages for the show, for Forrest, how we're getting on. So uh, hopefully I might be able to persuade him to get up for a game, maybe one game next season. That'll be good. So just a shout out to him. Yeah, we get random emails sometimes dropped into my inbox uh, saying lovely stuff about the podcast, which is nice. So, yeah, send those in if you want as well. Uh, Temps, anything from you this week? Yeah, I'm uh, playing in a charity game on Sunday at Ilkeston Town. Um, put 11 together to take on uh, Ben King's 11, who's uh, a friend of mine who works at uh, BBC Nottingham. It's in aid of, of Maggie's, uh, a, a charity that have done a lot for my, my family recently. So... Um, if you can make it, 11 o'clock kickoff at Ilkeston Town on Sunday, great. It's free entry. Um, if you can't, small donation. Even if it's a quid, Matt kindly shared the link on the uh, Garibaldi Red Twitter account yesterday. So thanks to all of those that have supported it already. It does uh, does mean a lot to, to me and the family. Uh, we've also got an Instagram account, at Garibaldi Red Podcast. I'll stick it on there. I should do. Um, can I, can I just playing? go back? Can I just go back to Temp saying he's playing? He's underselling himself there. Isn't I was going to say, so exactly. Yeah. Player you know, manager. It never works, though, does it? You never get success in player manager roles. That's maybe why he's playing it down a bit. I'm not trying to win the Premier League. I'm just trying to get through 90 <laughs> minutes without pulling two hamstrings. I've got a very, very low expectation of, of what I need to achieve. But, um, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck in. True. Who's the last player manager? It was good. Platty did it for Nobody huh? said it was good. Platty well, at Forest. The I can't remember any others at Forest. Didn't Pierce do it? Huh? I thought Pierce did it for a bit. Oh, in the 90s, yeah. When we got relegated, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Gianluca Viali or Rude Hulley, I think. Probably the ones, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I had something else to add, but I can't remember. Uh, is that anything else you want to add, chaps, or are we all done? Just, I enjoyed the comments about Worrell to Juventus, uh, Shelby to Sheffield United. I believe all this stuff. This is the problem. So next week, I can't read them. You'll have to ban me from reading them. I just think like we're coming to the crunch now, aren't we, where we, we want to see movement. So there, there's there's been a, a, a relative period of silence compared to where we were at at this stage last year. I think we should be proud of that. We're probably being a, a little bit more cautious in our in our approach. We've got a a, a very defined um, list of the type of player that we're, we're trying to recruit. So um, hopefully we're going to see some movement soon because we, we do all get excited when we see that 30-second clip on the Forest Twitter account of someone walking through the door. So I'm, I'm personally enjoying this relatively calm transfer window. I think it'll be punctuated by... Um, three or four, you know, statement statement signings, and I, I hope that includes the the fellas that, that we discussed at the at the top of this. True. Uh, a few people saying Glenn Hoddle in the comments. Someone said Wayne Rooney was a successful player manager. That's a stretch. Um, anyway, I was kind of padding there because it's really nagging at me what I was going to say, and I've totally forgotten. So I'm just going to have to end it now. Uh, thanks for everyone who's watched along and commented. 
very much appreciated. Uh, Stephen says he loved the David Phillips chat. It was good. Do go back and watch that one if you haven't seen it before. Very articulate and interesting character. Who I think he's going to come back on during the season once or twice when he's commentated. So catch that. And we'll be back on Monday with another episode. And um, next week, Temps, I think you might be in the host seat for doing this one with transfers. If you're, if you're willing, is that all right? Yeah, you're off to a neighbouring vicarage, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, scouting a different parish, seeing what they've got to offer, yeah. Are you going to tell us about your hedgehog? I might put that on Instagram. (laughs) I also took a photo this morning of a squirrel tapping at the window because there's a box of bird feed on the other side. I don't know if it could sense the bird feed through the other side. But yeah, hedgehog in the garden. Yeah, great saying that I haven't cut the lawn for a long time, which is true. Mm. There you go. Lots of wildlife in the house. I'm waffling. Thanks very much. Proper pre-season. Where a football club's not signed anyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we lasted 35 minutes. Uh, Thanks very much, everyone. Have a good few days and we shall see you on Monday.